gay by gay. I, I like how you went from like a nine to like a two. You were like, hello? Oh yeah, we're doing the podcast. That is, mm. that is me on instant coffee. <laughs> Regular fair. coffee, I stay up there. Instant coffee, it goes wah, 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 wah. It's like a roller coaster. You're just like a woo. <laughs> um, so today, um, as we kind of teased in our last. Ooh, we teased it. <laughs> You know, as an ace person, I try my hardest not to say sexual things, yeah. but then somehow, inevitably, everyone else takes them in a sexual way, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what can I do? I can't fight you this. Can't. Can't. What did I say earlier? Something about, oh, um, I was talking, because I have a little widget for my mouse on my computer, and I was like, oh, no, don't put it in. And he just looked at me, and I was like, no, that's not, yeah, no. I love your socially awkward sexual jokes. Sometimes. I don't mean to make them. And, I know. And the really stupid thing is that I may be ace, but I'm not like sex negative. I'm yeah. fairly sex positive. Yeah. And the fact that I still don't think before I speak and I still come out with these lines, it's really shameful to me. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I, I should have enough presence of mind to go, no, don't say that, but I say it. Mm-hmm. Good job. I say it anyway. <laughs> That's my problem. Cool. Um, yeah, we teased. Uh, I mentioned that uh, with my girlfriend and I, we let each other talk about girls we think are pretty so because we're both lesbians this is a bit of an interesting topic because there are a lot of different yeah kind of thoughts and feelings when it comes to relationship security yeah what does that actually mean to you well we've had um a few discussions about it um at the beginning of our relationship because we talked about everything always talk to your partners guys number one that's that's the first rule of any relationship talk to them and um we both kind of said, hey, listen, we can think that other people are attractive, but we can still acknowledge that we don't want to spend our lives with them. Mm-hmm. To me, um, and we've talked about this before too, love is more than just a feeling. It's also a choice. Sometime, one, sometime, one day our love will become normal. It won't feel as special anymore just because it's there all the time. And we have to consci- consciously make that choice of choosing the other person, choosing to include them, choosing to show them love, mm-hmm. even if it's not a not even as intense because it's still intense. It's just just Different. because we're used to we're used to it, right? I feel like that's the that's the hard part about a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I'm gonna say kids, but I mean yeah. teenagers yeah. especially. You yeah. know that sort of junior high, high yeah. school, even university. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these kids fall in and out of love very quickly because they are chasing that high of a new romance, the high of a new love. And I feel like that long-term commitment Mm -hmm. is very, very different. It's a very different type of love. The high is different than the secure feeling. Yeah. Um, To me, it's... When I think about, like, the... Me saying, oh, I think that girl is pretty has no correlation with me saying that I want to be with Alex for the rest of my life. No, it, it's not. I, I feel like there, there's that kind of whole mentality where, I don't know if it's just because it's portrayed like this in the media or if this is a real thing that happens. I mean, in case you can't tell, haven't exactly had, mm-hmm. given a lot of relationship <laughs> advice, never had yeah, a relationship. It's a problem. <laughs> um, I feel like you often hear that line of, oh, do you think she's prettier than me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of And I, I don't know if that's a real sentiment. I feel like it is for a lot um, of people, that sort of jealousy. Sometimes people have that... It's an insecurity, but not in a negative way, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a, if you don't find me attractive, 
then I must mean nothing to you. Because in society, as women, you're often treated like you are your body. Your worth is in your body. Your worth is in your attraction. If if you are pretty, then you are worthy. If you are not pretty, then you are worth nothing. Exactly. Very unfortunately. Um, Luckily for us, because we don't, (laughs) we don't live in our attraction in relation to men Mm -hmm. anymore. It's not too much of a problem. Like, even if I were to say, Alex will say sometimes, oh, I love butches. They're so hot. And I'm like, I can, I can be like, that means me, right? Like, I can ask for that attention Mm -hmm. if I need it. And that's, that's a stability thing that we, I really like about our relationship is if I need something, I can say it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's security. Once yeah. again, it goes back to very different feeling of security versus new love. Yeah. And again, I think that's what a lot of people chase. And when they don't feel that new love feeling, yeah. they're like, "Oh, I fell out of love." And I'm like, "I don't think it's that you've fallen out of love. I think your love is changing, yeah. and then you need to take stock if it's changing in a positive way yeah. or a negative way." I think um, even for me, I was thinking about this the other day because I feel like cheating on significant others is so prevalent in our society. Very much so. But then I was thinking about this, I was sitting in my bed and I was thinking, and I was like, why, I know that Alex loves me, and I know that she has my best interest in mind always, and she has done nothing but push me to be a better person Mm -hmm. in a gentle and kind way. Mm -hmm. Why would I choose to give that up for a girl who I think is attractive? That just makes no sense to me when I could have a stable life. I think Not it, a stable life, but like a... I think it really depends on what you're looking for in yeah, your life I at that moment. So. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. There are some people who chase that high of a new romance. Yeah. There are some people who, you know, um, their partner, if their partner is attractive, somehow it makes them more attractive because, yeah. oh, look, I may be a five, but I caught a nine. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like I that have a really, trophy wife. Yeah, literally that sort of thing where it's like, oh, if I get a more attractive partner, mm-hmm. it somehow makes me better in some yeah. ways. Like oh, all of a sudden I'm not the same boring old person I was. All of a sudden I have a better partner, which means I've leveled up. Yeah. Like, (laughs) as weird as that is, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. I mean, there are um, polyamorous people out there who do do that successfully where they can still, you know, have relationships with other people and still maintain a stable long-term relationship. Well, I think that's something that you're open with your partner about. And yeah. normally your partner is fine with that sort of I lifestyle. Mean, so. me, me and Alex have talked about that. And we're not, we're no, not like got, that. You guys are very I am, monogamous. I am very hyper-monogamous where I'm just like, no. Well, uh, sex also means a lot to me. For other people, it's it It's very personal mean, to you. For other people, it can mean less. Um, and that's okay. It's really yeah. what you're around. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see why other people would feel like that. But for me, it's just not like that for me. So um, because I have so much weight on that, I would never want my partner to go have relations with someone else. No, that would hurt you. It would hurt me. Um, But yeah, even with the thing where like, we can think other people are attractive Mm -hmm. because it's, I feel like it's kind of that mature acknowledgement of hey, there are other attractive people out there in the world. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make you fake the fact that there are. And, you know, this is something that's really interesting because obviously I've had quite a few guy friends over the years. And I think just because I am more ace, I don't know if that's the vibe I give off or what it is, but they seem very open to talking to me about their relationship. Yeah. 
you know, especially if they're having a hard time. And it's been something that I've kind of told a lot of them. And they always look at me like I'm Hydra, yeah. like I've got multiple heads. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. But I've told them before, just because you're in a long-term relationship, all of a sudden doesn't mean that other people aren't attractive anymore. Yeah. You can be in a stable relationship and be able to look around and say, yeah, you know what? Like, that person is very yeah. good looking. Yeah. You know? And I, I think there's a bit of trouble because I feel like there is very much a thing, oh, no, if you're monogamous, you won't notice anyone else. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how no, it no. I can still look at a person and think they're attractive. Yeah. I uh, mean, I say this as an asexual. I can look at a person and look at them and say, yeah, they're an attractive person. Number one, that doesn't mean I don't want to run off and have sex yeah. with them because yeah. I don't want to run off and have sex with anybody. Yeah. But number two, <laughs> even if I am in a relationship with somebody – it doesn't change the fact that it's like I can still be committed to you and love you yeah. and everything else and still acknowledge, yeah, another person has yeah. a nice bone structure. Me me and Alex, sometimes we have like hour-long conversations just like sending each other people we think are pretty. But I think that speaks to not the fact that you guys have an open relationship because that's we what, it, that's what yeah. it sounds like. But I don't <laughs> think it's that you guys have an open relationship. Yeah. I think it's that you guys have a secure relationship. Yeah. And this is what's interesting to me, this idea that – in an insecure relationship, everything will scare you. And I think that's when you need to stop and kind of take a look at your relationship a little bit. I, if you are becoming scared every single time your partner goes anywhere going, do you think she's pretty? Do you think she's yeah. prettier than me? Do you think she's pretty? Are you going to run off? Are you yeah. going to cheat on me? Yeah. I don't know if that's just because we've become so used to people cheating on each other. And I'm not even going to say it's men cheating on women. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of my very close guy friends who have been cheated on yeah. by their girlfriends, yeah. and it destroyed some of them. I yeah. know one of my guy friends absolutely fell into yeah. a rough way, and I don't think he's ever really recovered. I don't think he's ever learned to trust again after that. And I just think it's this weird thing where we've become so expectant on partners to cheat on each other yeah. that there's this constant insecurity. And I feel like in your relationship, you don't have that insecurity, and so you're free to be more... I think, open with your partner and say, yeah, I think other yeah. people are attractive because you're not afraid of leaving each other. You're not afraid oh, of losing each other. Yeah. You're not afraid of each other, like cheating on each yeah. other. Like that's not even a thing yeah. to you guys. You don't, you don't know how many times I'll be in the car with my mom and I'll be like, mom, this girl's really pretty. And I'll show her a picture on my phone. My mom's like, you have a girlfriend. I'm going to tell Alex. And I'm like, I, mean, I tease you about that all the I time. I already sent this to Alex. Alex sent this girl to me. And that's what I mean. Like I tease you about it all the time going, you have a girlfriend, but Ultimately, you do have a girlfriend, yeah. and that doesn't stop other people from being attractive. I mean, I always tease you about that one girl. You had this huge crush oh, on this one girl. I've, I always say, I don't know how you didn't realize you were a lesbian, because you had a crush on this girl from the time you were, like, 11. I tried to convince Alex that she was the prettiest girl alive you for, still like, an that. hour. I just, uh, yes. I'm, like, sending her photos, and she's like, oh, it's so sad that her boyfriend looks like that and I'm like I know that is the real <laughs> sad part that's the real sad part uh, okay we we'll have to take a break okay hello welcome back is the thought train back on track now <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know okay what I was saying is that I can think girls are pretty on a surface level but it's usually girls that I don't know so I think they're well, I think that's just the law of attraction yeah, where well, someone's very attractive, and at least for me. I, someone can be attractive until they open their mouth, yeah. and then I'm just repulsed. Because I was si sitting here thinking about, like, what makes us so secure in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And 
I hype up Alex all the time because every time I look at her, I'm like, wow, she's so pretty. But, like, it's not even, like, but with her, with my, when I say she's pretty, it's not just a surface level thing because I know her and I love her and I, I think who she is is beautiful, too. Pretty isn't just appearance. Pretty yeah. isn't just surface level. When you say that your girlfriend is pretty, yeah. you mean that she is a beautiful yeah. person. She's like a little magical little fairy. I love her. Like, listen, but I think that's what makes the difference is because I, I, I'll sit, lay there in bed and she's talking to me or if it's like the morning and we had a Skype call all night and I look at her and I'm like, it's the, her and eyes in the morning light and I'm going insane and I'm like, I hope you know that I love you and I don't even just think you're pretty. I think you're a good person. I like go for it. Yep. Like yep. I go for it. And I mean, it comes yeah. back to your golden retriever roots it's where you're true. just like, I love you. I love, I love you. you. I love you so I much. You. I love you. And then there are times because... Honestly, maybe it's a good thing that you guys don't live together right now because yeah. I feel like you may actually actually lick her face one morning <gasps> you know what we do right now it's kind oh, of no. disgustingly sweet we've just started doing it recently uh-oh so one times we do give each other I, i'm so sorry in advance guys i did not mean um to cause this Before... i i don't want to disturb you but i think we're about to get a story that none of us like so okay i have to briefly explain small milky and chocolate milk oh no so one time alex was feeling sad and she goes she's trying to make herself feel better and i'm trying to make her feel better too and she's very sleepy and she goes i am a small kitty small milky and i'm like oh you're small milky so i sang her a little song about how this little cat character a little a little white cat with blue eyes the size of your palm goes on little adventures i sang her a little song to make her feel better and it is now a well-established <laughs> thing in it's your universe. It's a universe. It's a universe. We sing each other small milky songs every day. I am chalky milky. <laughs> Which makes total sense because you're Portuguese, so obviously you're chocolate. <laughs> so there's a little brown kitty cat and a little white kitty cat. So they're really cute. And they go on little event- adventures and we sing little songs to each other at night. <laughs> I love and, your relationship so much. Just, I don't even understand. I just recently... Um, we started giving each other small milky kisses, which just means a little lick. Oh no. A little I, lick. How did I know that you were at I think half of your soul is legitimately golden retriever. Uh, yeah. But you may actually be a dog. But that's not it. Oh no. So now No, no, it's no. Not even just small milky kisses. We will oh, no. put the phone close to our noses and we sniff. We go <laughs> Like little bunny uh, babbits. And then, bunny ba- and then we go, like a little lick. And oh, my God. I knew. I knew. Your soul animal is a goddamn it, golden retriever. Listen, you are dug from up. You are dug from up. Like, same, same brainlessness, same need to talk all the time, same just general. It, hi. Listen, it makes me happy. You don't know happiness until the love of your life has sniffed a camera and pretended to lick it for you. Yep. Uh, relationship goals, guys. Uh, if your significant other doesn't sniff into the phone for you, are you even living? Do you even have a relationship? I mean, wow. Gosh. And no one has ever one sniffed day, for me before. One so. day I, I asked her, what do I smell like? And she said, you smell like wife. And I oh. thought that was cute. Okay, that is actually kind of cute. But, okay, listen, listen, listen. What does a wife smell like? Like me, apparently. I don't know that I would describe your smell to me as a wife, well, but maybe that's just because I don't see you as wife material. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, I then asked her, what does wife smell like? And she goes, she got really mad. She goes, like wife. Oh. It smells like wife. 
Okay. 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 Sorry, Alex. <laughs> I didn't mean to question your sense of smell. I'm sorry. But yeah, we have all of this like deep, rich connection. So when I say that girl's pretty, when I don't have any connection to Honestly, her. Honestly, af- after hearing that you sniff the phone and lick the phones for each other, I feel like, weirdly enough, like, okay, this might sound strange, but hearing you say, oh yeah, another girl is pretty, that sounds hollow even to me just sitting here yeah. after you describing this weird, wacky relationship that you have with Alex. Like, just you going, oh, another girl is pretty. Like, it sounds yeah. hollow now. Yeah. It sounds like it really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't anything. matter. It's so interesting. Like, just yeah. hearing that. That's yeah. so different. Yeah. We um, <laughs> we play the game all the time of, like, fuck, Mary kill, here's three celebrities. And oh. we just don't get offended by that sort of stuff because who cares? I mean, sometimes when you're feeling insecure, when you're down in the dumps and hearing the person you love say, oh, I think that person is so pretty, like it can hurt. I, I think you need to sense where your partner's oh, yeah. at. I mean, I mean, you obviously need to use discretion. If your partner is crying saying, I feel horrible, maybe not a good time to bring I up mean, the fact that Nigella Lawson we, at age like 60 looks like a queen. <laughs> I'm not a sexual person, but goddamn Nigella Lawson. Like, we, we show our need for attention and love in different ways she is mm-hmm. more she's more whiny she's like i'm a baby or like give me attention yes she'll lay there and be like i need attention or i'll die and that's like her way of just like being like hey i need some or yeah. my way is more like do you think i'm hot do you think i'm nice do you love me are you gonna love me forever like it's just like yeah. that and we kind of know that when that person starts doing that sort of stuff, then you you sit there, you give them your full attention, and you say... They need it, yeah. right? And you give them what they need. I think it's so healthy that you guys have this way of actually communicating with each other. Because how many relationships fall apart because their partner is like, oh, you never give me what I need. You never, yeah. you, never you know... You're not there for Read me. the room. You never... You're never there for me. You don't don't care how I feel. Exactly. And I feel like with your relationship with Alex, it is so opposite to your relationship with your ex. Your relationship with your ex, (laughs) you could be having a mental breakdown and he'd be like, "Um, excuse me, I'm playing video games. I had a panic attack beside him. He didn't even hug me one one time. Yeah, very different than the current relationship you have. I'm lucky to be in this one now. but You you are. And I I don't just mean that, oh, you're lucky that you got out of your old relationship. I mean that genuinely, you have a good relationship yeah. that I feel like a lot of people yeah. would be envious I mean, of. You have a good I one. I do. I, I do. And I mean, I'm not going to say, it's not easy all the time. Like sometimes I'm, sometimes I feel like being a little asshole and like, because if you're busy or I'm like, I'm playing video games and I'll call with her and she needs attention and it's like, ah, right now I'm busy. But you know, you got to put that shit aside sometimes. I mean, what matters more, your relationship or, or how you're yeah. round on, you know, <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft. Like, who cares? The zombie's yeah. coming. Um, excuse me, your girlfriend needs that attention. Can, that can wait. Yeah, you know, it's just making, and that that is part of love for me. It's making that choice. Mm-hmm. Making the choice of this person matters to me and I want to show that through my actions. And, you know, I think, again, that's the interesting thing. In new relationships, I feel like it's very easy to make that choice because it's new, it's interesting, it's fresh. Yeah. I feel like once you're in a long-term established relationship, I think a lot of these things start to kind of slide downhill because it's almost like yeah. people are just like, Oh, what, again? Because yeah. it goes from that whole, oh, my partner needs something. This is new. Yeah. Like, I need to go and deal with this to, oh, my God, this is, like, the third time this week. Are you goddamn kidding me? And, you know, I, I think everyone kind of has moments where they're like, I really, I am not in a mental space to be able to support mm-hmm. you right now. Yeah. 
There are moments like that. Where it's like, I can't deal with you right now. I need to deal with me first. And that's fair. It's important. If you get to that point, it's important to voice that. Because you can't light yourself on fire to keep others warm. You can't. No. Because that ruins the relationship too. And that is being dishonest. As a person that is chronically on fire constantly, I can agree with that message. And I I mean, um, I'll touch for a minute on codependency. I can't even speak anymore damn but um you, wait you could speak at all i thought I you just know. spoke simlish most of yeah, the time that's i'm fluent in simlish 50 percent english but um <laughs> yep i believe that <laughs> you know what it is i think it's like 95 percent simlish like 4.5 percent yeah. latin and like 0. like 05 percent yeah. like uh, english <laughs> i feel like um it is as important for me to make good choices in our relationship and those choices do uh need to ward off codependency because if our relationship becomes codependent in that I need to talk to you all times I need you 24 7 um you are the only thing that makes me happy you are my only very unhealthy yeah and that's unhealthy too and in my heart if I want a lasting relationship with with her, I need to fight off that urge because there is urges sometimes to be like, we need to call right now. I want to talk to you right now. I need you. I love you. But you need to make those choices of can that person sustain me right now? This is a bit of a controversial view. And I know I've had a lot of people tell me that I have it wrong. And maybe it's because I'm ace. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've never had a relationship. I don't know. I have long said that number one, I don't think any one person can be your everything. I can't. That's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy expectation to put on another person because I feel like that puts strain on the relationship. It it kills. Going, oh, you're my everything. That's a lot of pressure because you're responsible for their happiness. You're responsible for their love. You're responsible for just everything. And that's too much. It is. And another controversial thing, weirdly enough, do I believe in the thought of soulmates? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say next may sound a little strange. Um, I believe in soulmates. I don't believe you are incomplete without your other half. Yeah. Those two thoughts seem, you know, disconnected, but let me explain. I believe that you can find someone in your life that compliments you so well that you just ebb and flow properly. Mm -hmm. But that's what it is. Ebb and flow. It's Mm -hmm. not this weird sort of like, oh, I'm their everything and they're my everything and we need to be together. And, you know, yeah. oh, without them, I don't know what I would do. And without them, I would just die. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't gel with that. I don't no. connect with that. I think it's one of those things where, again, it's ebb and flow. Yeah. You very much need, you are your own set person yeah. and they are their own set person. Yeah. And you can compliment each other by waving back and forth. And I don't yeah. mean waving as in the sense of like waving Hi. at each other. I mean <laughs> like you, waves. Waves in the yeah. ocean. Like, yeah. you know, you. There's a balance. There's a balance. The tides rise and yeah. the tides fall. Yeah. And I feel like it's very much one of those things where you can be soulmates. Mm-hmm. You can compliment each other perfectly well. But that doesn't mean it needs to be obsessive yeah. and constant and clinging yeah. and everything else. You can have that sort of, oh, I need something, and they will be there for you. Mm -hmm. And there could be other times that you're like, you know what? Things are going well for me right now. Things are going well for you right now. We're happy. This is fine. And I I feel like there's almost this need and this weird thing in relationships where I I have looked at a lot of relationships, and they're texting 24-7, can't be away, have to call each other right now, right now, right now. And I'm like, whoa. That's overwhelming. Let go. Yeah. Like, I, I understand... But 
some of these relationships where, like, the other person's at work and they're like, they haven't messaged me back. I know they yeah. should be on break. Like, oh, why haven't they messaged yeah. me back yet? And I'm like, whoa, and calm down. And they're yeah. like, oh, but they're my soulmate. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Soulmate yeah. means that you gel well and that yeah. it's not that you're each other's other half. You're each whole people. It's that you just these, complement each it's other. It's that these whole people work so well yeah. together that it's a seamless yeah. partnership. Yeah. And that's very different than saying I'm half of a person and you're half of a person and we're only whole no. together. That's, that's insane crazy. to me. That's so unhealthy. Um, that's like a lot of people saying, oh, I would give up my job. I would give up my career. I'm sitting over here going, no, 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 honey. I keep my job. I keep my career. Yeah. And I support you and your job yeah. and support you and your career. It's not, oh, well, I'm going to support your yeah. career. And, oh, no, I'm going to support your career. I, I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Both of you pursue, pursue your own ideals mm-hmm. and then come together at the end as whole people. I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes choosing the path of not being codependent is hard, um, especially when it is an impulse because your relationship feels good. I'll, I'll explain um, a decision I made to not be codependent. Um, with me getting off drugs, um, I know that she has... Um, a hard time holding space for that so um at the beginning it was I knew I could go f- to her for it and I would share my feelings about it but I at the end of that I would acknowledge you know I know it's hard for you to hold space for this and I am going to go and get some help for it mm-hmm. because I don't it's not just in, instead of you ignoring it's not you admitting yeah I have a problem yeah and I'm going to rely on you yeah. to help me get yeah. through it. It's, no, I know I have a problem. problem. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah. I'm, going I'm going to, to get yeah. help. Yeah. And I think ha- not being codependent is a huge thing about putting your pride aside. And is being like, you, you're allowed to need other things in your world other than your significant other. I feel like that's so hard for people to admit, It though, is hard. Because, because I feel like people are like, oh, do you even have a relationship if you yeah. can't go to them for everything? And I'm like, yeah. do you even have a healthy relationship if you only go to them for everything? Yeah. Like, excuse me. <laughs> it's, it's like when you rely on your partner for love, mm-hmm. affection, sex in some yeah. cases, um, you rely on them for friendship, you rely on them for support, yeah. you rely on them for entertainment, you rely yeah. on them to stave off loneliness. Yeah. It, it's so are, much. It's so much. I feel like when you see them as that, are they even a person anymore? Or are they just an object for your satisfaction? And that's what I mean, is that they become your everything. And I do often find when people get into a new relationship, they kind of start to maybe not see friends as much Mm -hmm. anymore. I feel like it's a major thing where you need to keep those connections in your life because those are also important connections. I don't think... People get this weird thing where it's like, oh, the relationship is the only real connection you need. And I'm like, no, No. you need family connections. You need friend connections. You need romance connections. You need a lot of different things. And if you rely on one person, that is so unhealthy Mm -hmm. because something has to give eventually. Yeah, of course. It's like, you know, a bridge made of toothpicks. Eventually something's going to happen. Toothpicks are delicate, okay? And that whole bridge is going to come down. It's just, it, it, you know, it's... I don't want to keep saying it, but it's that give and take. It's yeah. the ebb and flow. Yeah. It's the, I need, I, I've said it before where I feel like there are going to be times that I need 60 mm-hmm. and I can only give 40. Yeah. There are going to be other times that I can give 90 yeah. and only need 10. Yeah. It's admitting what you and your partner need and gelling that with each other when it's like, oh, yeah. I need something right now. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to give a little more. Yeah. I, it's not just 50-50 all the time. It yeah. can't be. Yeah. Because... I, I can't just say, oh, no, I only ever need half. Mm-hmm. There may be times I need more, and there may be times where it's like, no, 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 I'm good. You go do you right now. Yeah. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and 
you know, I think you have that with Alex. I know. And it's beautiful. I love her. I love her so much. She makes me happy, and we have a nice little healthy relationship. (laughs) I love it. I love it, too. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, we'll see you soon, guys. Take it gay by gay. Bye.